Hi and welcome to a new episode of the Terragnostic Talks podcast, a podcast for healthcare professionals interested in the latest innovation within Terragnostics. What is the current state of PSMA? Can FAPI become the big next thing? And how can Terragnostics further nuclear medicine? These are the topics we will cover in our daily podcast here from the EANM 22 Congress in Barcelona. And it's me, Gustav Vidar, that will take you through these topics in our four episodes that will be recorded here in Barcelona. Saturday through Tuesday, we will release a new steaming fresh episode from the Congress. Be sure that you follow us on LinkedIn or Twitter or subscribe on your podcast platform. And if you are at the Congress, please step by, listen to our live recordings here in the foyer or just say hi. Today we will start talking about the EANM organization and the evolution of nuclear medicine for the recent years. And this we will discuss with my guests in the studio, Jolanta Kunikowska, president of the EANM, and Stefano Fanti, EANM Congress Chair. Exactly, thank you. Gustav, it's a pleasure to be again with you in your podcast. Let's start with a short introduction. Jolanta, you are the president of the EANM, but you, probably you have something more. Yes, I, I'm Jonata Kuinkowska from Poland and i internal medicine physician as well nuclear medicine physician. And you know that I'm taking the care about the patient in my department for the diagnosis and for the treatment. That is exactly which we'll be talking about today. And this is exactly that is congress ongoing. And Stefano, you're probably quite well known for our podcast listeners, but maybe there's someone that don't know who you are. So well, please, a short introduction. I hope that there are many that are not aware that I do exist. I'm just a poor nuclear medicine physician that uh, happened to be the Congress chair for three years in a row. Unfortunately, two were virtual, but finally we met in person. Uh, I'm mostly dedicated to PET imaging in oncology. That's my main area of interest and in particular in prostate. But of course, as a nuclear medicine physician, I am dealing with teranostic, with therapy, with other sort of imaging. Finally, a Congress again after two years of the virus attack. How does it feel meeting again? Fantastic. <laughs> fantastic. We could tell you. Really fantastic that we could meet each other, we see the people and we see smiling faces. And this is the most important for us and I think that uh, for the, our participants that uh, it is unique opportunity that you could meet the expert and you could discuss, you could create your network. It's something that you can't achieve by, you know, the, by this internet. Stefano? Yeah, I'm absolutely with you. I mean, Things like your podcast and other activity that goes uh, virtual, let's say over the internet, are fantastic because they keep uh, people uh, collaborating, uh, they keep uh, updated, but at the same time we miss uh, the human touch. So we need networking, human interaction and congresses are really about that in my view. I mean, you can have people trained, uh, you can have information uh, virtually, but sometimes uh, meeting, looking each other eyes makes the difference and that's the point about being here right now. Yeah, for sure. We are in uh, hall 112, and this was not what I expected. Tell us, what, <laughs> what, what is this? This is a new take of uh, a Congress hall, I would say. Yeah, it's a completely new setting. We call that the arena. I mean, don't forget we are in Spain, and I'm Italian, so the arena is something that comes from our route. 
Again, we should learn the lesson. There are many things that goes better virtual. For example, the frontal lessons. I mean, if it's one way, you don't need to interact, you don't need any special setting. But what we want right now, so the lesson that we've learned is that people want more interaction. And the interaction is about debating, is about discussing, is about being involved. And so it has a lot to do also with the setup. I mean, if you're sitting next to the other people and the professor is just up 20 meters from you, it's a passive situation. So we arranged this setup with the seats surrounding. It's just like in an arena. So the speaker should feel the pressure of the people, should know that the people is around. And if you say something debatable, you may expect that someone is commenting. So that's the idea. Let's see if the attendees will like it. Fantastic. Talking about the old congresses, um, uh, now we should talk about the congress a little bit more. Uh, I think if I, I visited my first EAM congress 12 years ago, it was in Vienna that time, uh, and I think I've been to almost every congress since then. Uh, but I remember the topic of that congress was FDG. And uh, I remember that I think Abbas Alabe was there, invited one of the speakers, and then we, some, just some years later, we had PSMA. And then terragnostics. Uh, what a development for nuclear medicine, or maybe we could call it an evolution, Yolanta. What do you think? You know, that's exactly as you said, we're starting with this, even with this, uh, during this, uh, this earlier, because we're starting with the some small of this iodine that we are still using. Yeah. And it was, you know, that's. That was the first our diagnosis and the treatment that we're coming for this different kind of the imaging methods, more sophisticated. You know, the glucose metabolism is mm. quite easy. But as you, exactly as you said, after that it was the evolution to going for this more, you know, some going for this, you know, CD expression, this, uh, this antibodies like we have the PSMA. And this is exactly this, this our growing that if you find this uh, exactly the target, this very specific target you could target this, uh, this diagnosis for the patient and then to use the same the same exactly this target only the changing the isotopes and it could treat it and it's exactly the teranostic approach and you see that it's it's perfectly working if you go for the oncological treatment you know that's chemotherapy kill each of the cells in the same phase of the cycle but we want to be more precise. We want to target only the cells which the some kind of this our target expression. That that is uh, the huge evolution in our area, and this is the something that you know that's it's quite unique, and this is you know this our movement. And you have, Stefan, you have been the Congress chair for three years now. Uh, two of them were <laughs> virus attack. Uh, if you just look into these two years or three years, have it been a development in, in teragnostics or nuclear medicine just for those three years? Because it's going very, very fast right now. Yeah, no, absolutely. Terranostic is the world that everybody is now using and the emphasis goes on that. As you said, the tracers are coming and we are very active, so new ones are really around the corner, FAPI and many others. Uh, but what makes a difference is the concept that Yolanda just emphasized, the fact that you can use target uh, for treatment. And uh, some very important papers were published in the last two, three years. So despite the pandemic, the enrollment goes on, scientific production moves on. So for example, the vision trials published, many Australian trials were, and they pushed towards uh, the development of new 
therapeutical agent. So it's something that happened and it's still growing a lot. We are very active. That's something we should be very proud. I mean, our specialty is definitely one of the more active I have to be honest, even in the clinical and the diagnostic scenario, we are in a very lucky position right now. And the EANMS organization, why, why is it important? Oh, this, uh, this is the, the best question, I think. <laughs> you know, that's where you know that's because you know that we are community and we are a very friendship community. And we are cover, you know, physician, technologists, nurses, radiochemists, physics. That you see that all the stories of this nuclear medicine community, and you know that uh, we are trying to, you know, to have the same association, which will be growing, and uh, they give the opportunity for everyone to have their voice. And uh, on the other hand, we as an association, and as a board together with the Stefano and with my colleagues who are working for help them for the legislation, for this now we are working on this European level for the, some the project tenders and something like this. That you see that that's our, you know, that's, I think that the most important is our friendship. And this is the importance and uh, it stays to be more professional now as an association. Oh, no, absolutely. And again, there is a lot of things that have been going on uh, basic on academic uh, um, institution doing great things uh, on, on both sides of the oceans. Uh, but as a community, only recently we are developing a culture of collaboration and a culture of moving on different fields. That's to say research is... Uh, still driven by academy and a little bit by pharma companies as it's normal in every field. Um, but for example, we're facing the problem of authorization of radio tracer. We are facing the problem of uh, the waste of the availability of radioisotope. And you cannot offer that as an individual uh, uh, institution or organization, or you cannot expect, uh, you know, people gifting you something. So you need to build up uh, something like awareness of being a strong group of professionals that do collaborate for the benefit of the patient. As, as Yola mentioned, it's not only about uh, nuclear medicine physician, it's about the physicists, the radiopharmacists. Mm. So the community should grow up this sense of belonging to a common house, which is essentially our society, that brings those issues to the attention of political level, to the other clinical society, to every level where, again, you can give patients the benefit of access to effective therapies and to accurate diagnosis. Uh, we have talked about the uh, nuclear medicine evolution and now we are standing just a step from the, I would say, terragnostic revolution. Uh, are, we, are we ready as a community, as a nuclear medicine community for that revolution? We are ready, but I guess we can do better because, uh, for example, if a new therapeutical agent is introduced into the prostate uh, cancer treatment, uh, we are talking about big numbers of patients. Uh, so we need more centers and that's something which is not easy to build from scratch. So we should also provide the information, the courses, the training for those that needs because it should not be acceptable that there is lack of places for treating patients when the treatment is approved. This is something that again ENM is strongly promoting uh, because it's our due. 
It's exactly what we should do for the benefit of the patient. And what can ENM do? Yeah, that, that is, you know, that uh, we are trying to do it through this our education part. We are organizing webinars. We are going to organizing courses, and it was very successful meeting. And the course organizing uh, through by DNM and ESMO mm -hmm. for this diagnostic approach. And this is the something that we try to tell not only the nuclear medicine community, which is important, but to have the some at the same level of importance and knowledge for the different specialty because you know that the diagnostic approach that we are talking about this is not only nuclear medicine mm. this is as, as exactly this is the part of the nuclear medicine and it's mentioned by Stefano it's physics dosimetry radiochemists and nuclear medicine but on the other hand we have our you know this clinical colleagues which needs to know that our radiation and our drug mm. is a little different it's not lying you know on the on this on this uh, somewhere that you could buy, you could take at home, like you know, this vitamins or aspirin. That's we can't think of it as with you know, this uh, half life of this isotopes. We are counting with this uh, waste management from the patient, and ne they need to understand what is the difference. And you know, that that is exactly important mm. that uh, to have the education, but not only in, into the nuclear medicine community, but through this our clinician contacts. So where, where should we likely be positioned in the future? Should we uh, be supportive for the oncologist or just should they take lead on this? Because we have we talked about prostate cancer and, you know, the... I think that uh, we could agree that the most important is collaboration. And, you know, that if we collaborate with our clinician colleagues, they have this clinician point of view, we have our point of view, and taking the part of the tumor board, that is exactly that's playing and in the majority of the cases, and we discuss exactly about the patient and what we could do for particular patient. We go for this personalized medicine. And collaboration is the most important. Yeah, I fully agree. Collaboration is key. Mm -hmm. Collaboration among uh, individuals, among uh, institutions, and collaboration among societies. As said, we organize uh, courses together with ESMO. We have a fantastic ongoing collaboration with EAU and mm -hmm. with other societies. That's very important because, uh, you know, the benefit of the patients is it's more and more clear that you cannot treat the patient uh, by yourself is is not a self-standing or a one-man treatment one-man show uh, it's a team and uh, we are now recognized as part of mdt and every prostate mdt now encompasses a nuclear medicine person um, it, it, it's about you know being able to share the knowledge uh, to contribute uh, and again to get the benefit of the patient first and not the personal ego or things like that yeah, we met each other in Amsterdam this summer uh, and I talked to Ken Herman because I did a podcast as, there as well. And he uh, said that oh, we, have, we have two or three black sheep. It was Stefan, <laughs> it was Ken Herman and Michael Hoffman joining the urology meeting. Do you think that in the future that will be urologists and oncologists joining the AN meeting uh, as well? Yeah, hopefully. Well, for example, Declan Murphy is here with us. Yeah. He's a fantastic yeah. friend and had colleagues because he's also uh, running a great podcast. Yeah. Um, that's the way to collaborate. That's yeah. to say we are providing them a service, which is correct. But at the same time, we should also collaborate the other way around by asking their need, by thinking what it's fruitful to produce and what is useless because mm. sometimes if you remain within your little garden you never know what the other people are in need of. Mm. So we have to talk with them, invite them, 
to train us, to teach us what should be done and to collaborate uh, um, because, I mean, the patient should be seen by many different perspectives mm. and uh, we frequently in the past uh, have only in our mind uh, our approach, our perspective. Uh, that's something that with new therapeutical agents should change completely because, again, running a radiometabolical therapy, it's a bit complicated because you have radioactive waste, uh, you need to have the patient sometimes for a couple of days uh, secluded, you should explain to the oncologist, which is easily to be made if properly done. And uh, that's an, another point, to build a culture on the urologist, oncologist, but not, not only there. I mean, we have new uh, agent for different diseases, not necessarily only in the field of oncology. It's surely more oncology right now, but it's possible that it could be extended in other fields in the very next future. That's to me very important. Interesting. Uh, I need I, I need to let you go now because you have a, have a time appointment. But I need to ask you what what do you look forward most to the during these days in in, in Barcelona, Yolanda. For me, to meet our friends and yeah. to meet each other and uh, to have the time for the discussion because that was the something that we missed really missed during the COVID time mm. and uh, to have the opportunity to meet the experts for over the world because we are exactly this. so we have the person not only for the Europe. We have the person from over the world. Yeah, true. It's meeting people. I have to say, personally, uh, I'm very much in, interested in reshaping the way we are thinking at Congress. Mm. That's to say, that it's completely changed. And as I said, we have to figure out different way of organizing to increase the networking, to increase the possibility of exchanging actively. I mean, we should completely move away from this passive form of Congress that we've been used at. Uh, and it's something that uh, we should do right now. It's a mm. unique opportunity because now we are planning uh, the next uh, and we have sort of, uh, you know, white sheet to write on. Mm. And it's something to me very interesting. So I'm, I'm happy to see uh, if the attendees would like this, uh, this new setting and other new session format that we have just tried to invent, I would say. Thank you, Yolanta, and thank you, Stefano, for joining in the podcast. Nice to have you in the studio. Thank you so much, Gustav. Thank you. Tomorrow we are back with a new episode. Three new experts will take the temperature of the current state of prostate imaging and PSMA. If you want to reach out to us, please send us an email, podcast at samnordic.se, or follow Samnordic on LinkedIn and Twitter. If you are at the Congress, step by and say hi. Stay tuned, stay safe. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm.